Welcome back to another episode of Andrew Says. They're all special, aren't they? Comedian Kyle Lucy in the house. How are you, Kyle? I'm swell. Thank you, Andrew. That was a very formal answer. Lincoln, how are you? Shalom, shalom. Shalom. Okay, <laughs> namaste, everyone. Kyle, we just got back from doing some streeters. You probably just watched it. Um, what were your takeaways from that? So basically, we were asking, as everybody saw, that uh, we were asking them how inflation has affected them. I, almost, I think I told people... That, that I was asking that it infected them. So maybe they got a little scared a couple yeah, times, right. but um, we were talking about at the end there about how most people didn't really seem to have any notion as to what causes it at all. There was like one guy. I feel like the average person is so programmed that they just, they wake up, they smoke weed and then they just watch Netflix. And they're like, Oh, that, that's funny. And they just love the feeling of like Oreos just dissolving on their molars that they don't take the time to actually find out what's happening. And I barely do either, but at least I know I'm, I don't know what the fuck's going on. That's fair. Um, a lot of the people they don't want, did you get the feeling that a lot of people don't want to blame somebody? I mean, it's the federal government. Like there's no question about it. the federal government that prints the money are the ones that print the money. Right. They're the cause for inflation. Maybe you will, it, Justin Trudeau has been in long enough that it's his government. You get the feeling that people don't even want to be like, quote unquote, mean and say that, like, I blame the government. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with exactly what you just said, like they'll do like really crazy things that end up being harmful and there's just no accountability for that. Like, it's almost like there's accountability if someone like from the right messes up like you see how um um trudeau just spoke against doug ford when he uh did the same thing mm -hmm. the notwithstanding clause so like when when people on the left do it it's like we're not even talking about that right now <laughs> we're, we're, this is a time for healing why would you even bring that up but then there's like you know pitchforks and and like mobs were in anyone else's mess up. So it's just like it, the hypocrisy is starting to get a little annoying. I think everybody is starting to wake up to it, but people just don't want to openly say like what's going on. Everybody's waiting for somebody else to raise their hand and say, Hey, this is messed up. And then they might like, like it and share it privately. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't, they just don't want to ruin their day to day, their, their everyday life. Um, and it's a shame that just like, you know, just speaking your mind does that now, which is pretty crazy. It shouldn't. Yeah. And people might have some preconceived notion going up there as Rebel News and be like, you must like Doug Ford. But most of the people here don't like Doug Ford, if I may say so. I mean, when he first came in, he he sort of did some things right, I thought. But when you talk about the notwithstanding cause and everything and Trudeau saying how bad it is when Ford does it. And I agree that he shouldn't be, which they've now taken away, by the way, passing this thing that says you can't uh, strike, which is obviously against the norms of this country. But when Justin Trudeau does it, it's OK because it's against people I disagree with. I think it's bad at all times. I might disagree with the reasons why people are doing it, but you should still be able to protest. And I think a lot of people have these preconceived notions that are now going away. 
where you sort of see, you, you can see them and there's a David Menzies video where he's asking these protesters. You can sort of see the gears working where they're thinking, well, I didn't like it when Justin Trudeau, or I did like it when Justin Trudeau did it because I'm against the truckers or whatever, but now they're doing it to me and I don't understand why people dislike it. Like it's, they're getting there and I think people are getting closer and closer. And Lincoln, you were there, right? Did you get that vibe or am I way off? Like, are, were people starting to realize, hey, like, we're not that far away from these, like, trucker supporter people or Freedom Convoy people that I thought I was? I wasn't as far away from them ideologically as I actually think, or did they not get it at all? Yeah, at first, but now I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like that narrative quickly changed because now a lot of the people that were on board, like, when the convoy first started, like majority like a lot of canadians were on board with everything but then they lost a lot of canadians when they stayed there in ottawa a lot of people felt like they should have left so honestly and after hearing the reviews with the commission and everything i feel like that's like the consensus that most canadians have is that they should have left it was weird at first they were all on board but honestly a lot of the supporters kind of you know switch gears when they saw it was going on for like two three weeks so i don't know it's tough to say i just don't understand like why people are okay with the government being the ones to tell you to shut everything down, but the people can't ever decide that. And it's not like anybody was getting hurt. We know that for a fact, nobody got hurt. Crime actually went down because people weren't doing anything. And that's okay for when the government says you can't go to work or shut these things down for your safety. It's like, you have to sort of have this belief in the government that it's a group of people who are very smart, who would only do decisions when it's absolutely necessary. And that's just not true. Yeah, they're not held to the same standard at all. And that's frustrating. Now, some of the people were saying that, um, you know, of course, cost of groceries have gone up. Of course, uh, gas. Some younger people said they it's too expensive for gas. Maybe they don't own their own car. Or their parents make them uh, pay for the gas. But that, that's hard to avoid. But still here, they don't have anyone to blame. If that happened in America, America is very heavy on how much energy costs when their elections come around. Do you think there's going to be something or is there a topic that gets people to say, hey, there isn't really a difference here between the liberals and conservatives, if you agree with that? I think, yeah, like, you know, we all know that like a Canadian conservative is an American liberal, like politically. So, you know, but I, what I do notice is that no one pins any blame on anyone who's liberal, even when they mess up. It has to be really obvious. Like I find everybody um, will, you know, speak up against Justin Trudeau wearing something like blackface. Um, but, you know, for everyday things and especially for um, some of the decisions he's made, people, it's more quiet. Mm -hmm. It's more people like will say it. To me and like what I noticed too when I was like doing shows and stuff like that um, is that people would be like, hey, can you share this? Can you post this? Can you do this? Be and it's like just saying like Justin Trudeau is a communist or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, well, why don't you do it? You know what I'm saying? Like, as I'm already posting, I made like the Canadian flag, but I took out the leaf and I put the hammer and sickle and I, I would like post stuff like that. And it's like, well, why don't you post it? No, everybody's afraid. And there is a lot of fear going on because, you know, if you speak up against this, then you will lose out in in certain avenues. And that's just like that's starting to happen to some of our friends. And yeah. Mm -hmm. And we can transition that into what we were talking about earlier. The, our sweet, way too long car ride back to the studio yeah. from the streets takes like an hour to get three and a half kilometers or something um, about 
there was a cancellation of Ben Bankus and uh, Danny Polishuk, who's got the podcast with Ryan Long, who's been on the show. And that was a comedy club saying, hey, 24 hours before your show happens, we're offended by you. And you were saying that's happening in a way where it's like basically you're blaming the booker for not knowing who the person is. And you had a funny comparison to um, the, like Slayer. Well, yeah, it's like these. OK, so if you're going to put a comedy show on, you know, everybody's just so lazy. They don't do the research. They just book and then someone shows up and they start freaking out. But like if you had like a banquet hall uh, and it's for, you know, the the events for like, you know, a 60th anniversary and everybody's 80 years old and you book a death metal band, that's on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's no problem. Like if, you know, if you ha own a business, it's no problem if you want it to be a certain way for your clientele. Nobody's saying anything against that. But it's when you make a mistake and you make this last minute change and you put the artist and you also put everybody who came out to see that artist, you know, in this really weird position. How do you then stand uh, like as a, I, I guess they're trying to take this like moral stance, but it's like it's just so unnecessary to inconvenience people in this way when you're the one who didn't do the research. You know what I'm saying? Like and what happened with Andrew Schultz? Um, what, what, what was that? Uh, Massey Hall. It's like. You guys don't know who Andrew Schultz is? You couldn't have mm -hmm. just YouTubed him? You're going to cancel it last minute once he booked the date, once the artist, you know, put money into advertisement, put, you know, that the, there's like money at stake here and 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 it makes them look bad to their fans and stuff. And it's like all of this could have been avoided. Maybe when people reach out to your venue, that's when you do the research. Hey, should we get this person? But that never happens, you know? So Well, something that that is something that people can come together on because I notice whenever there's a story about whether well, a Chappelle being canceled or these people canceling somebody because they're offended. That's something I think where people from both sides come out and say, hey, that's something we don't want. And to your point, they'll say, if you don't want it, then like, why did you have them there in the first place? There are going to be, of course, the hyper like leftist people who say, oh, that's actually offensive and you're denigrating people. But I think for the most part, probably over 90 percent of people think that you shouldn't be you know, saying that a person can't speak, but we are in Canada and there are laws against like it would be within legal grounds of the government to say you, your jokes are hate speech. And that's why there's a problem with our system. Um, and that's why I think people probably have a problem with it, but they don't realize that we do not actually have freedom of speech, um, basically even as a concept anymore. Mm -hmm. But you also mentioned how he had a YouTube video taken down. I think it was because he was commenting on like what he says is anti-Semitism and they, and they took down his criticism. He's saying that other people shouldn't be anti-Semitic. And this but, is Danny Polachuk, yeah, a, a Jewish person. Yeah. So. And then they took down his video for criticizing that, which is obviously inverted, whether you disagree with him or not. Dude, it's just like robots that are behind it. Like he said, anti-Semitism. And they just like take it. The servers just take it off. Like it's if, if there was like a human being behind it, it'd be like, well, he's Jewish and he's making fun of it. Like there used to be in comedy, like, you know, Russell Peters would like, you know, go up on stage and he'd make fun of himself and his uh, ethnicity and his cultural heritage. And then that he would leapfrog to sort of do other people's mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that. Um, but it's like so that's sort of, you know, in comedy, a lot of people make fun of themselves. But when you can't even do that anymore, it's well, like a huge problem. And obviously there's so much oversight and they're ruining people's lives because comedy right now, it's all about content. So when you 
ban somebody off of a platform when they're making fun of themselves. It's like the most ridiculous thing ever. Do you really think that they would be okay with it? I get the context. I think in some of these left-wing institutions and we're of social media, and we're seeing that with Twitter now, they don't want anything they don't like. So I'm not sure if in Silicon Valley, they act, have actual people sitting there. Would they say, oh, I get the he's his context, I'm going to allow it to be up. I think there's still people there that are going to click on things. And I think that's been proven with the Project Veritas stuff, the undercover videos of Facebook and Twitter, where they, I remember one saying where a person has an American flag and a cross in their profile, like those people don't exist. They're obviously bots without any evidence and we're going to shadow ban them. But it happened to you though, didn't it? Uh, you making fun of yourself. It was, yeah. um, what was it? <clears throat> well, I did a post calling yourself white. Trash. It was actually, it was so crazy too. Because I have a joke saying, and I know this is going to make me like look bad, but I've actually never voted. I like literally everyone, everyone's like, it's the election today. And I'm like, ah, like I'm literally on the toilet taking a shit. Like, ah, <laughs> ah. I, like I've never <laughs> gotten to it. Right. And then I have a joke saying like, I've never voted uh, provincially or federally. I've never. But that being said, every day I go online and I vote for Eminem to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he finally did it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's what my joke was. And then the caption of that was like, Oh, look how white trash I am. Or it was something like that. And then it got taken down and my account got like on, you know, I have like almost 40,000 followers on Instagram and it got like, uh, I couldn't post or do anything for two days. And they're like, you might lose your entire account. And I'm like, you know, where does that put a guy like me when content is so important? Arguably content's more important than doing like live shows now. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to like take away this thing that I built for like 10 years because, um, you know, I call myself white trash. That doesn't even make sense. And, you know, it's just weird, like how that would happen. And it, I don't know. It just it's, it's, it's so stupid. And obviously there's not like a, a sane person behind a decision like that, mm -hmm. which is just like it creates so much frustration. So it it's hard to even, you know, I, I, I don't think people can like get canceled and i have a theory on that because like let's hear it well like you know l look at someone like louis he just won an emmy you know what i'm saying like I, for his album right for yeah a comedy album. for comedy so it's like basically here's what it is in your uh route to like you know in comedy whatever your name is let's say let's even use me kyle lucy whatever that's a brand that's the same thing as like Adidas or some obviously way less. <laughs> and obviously uh, my brand is covered in lice. <laughs> Are but, Adidas covered in lice? No. Or is that just a saying? No, just swastikas according okay, to Kanye. Right, okay. But like, um, no, like you'll, you have your brand, right? And then you could either be someone who like blows your brand up to the moon by posting your own content and stuff like that. Or you could like call in networks to bolster your brand. And so anytime you do something like a scandal or something like that, the, net, the, the networks or whoever who have bolstered your brand have the option to then say, hey, I don't want to associate with this brand. So, you know, look at someone like Kanye West. He had several things like Adidas that were bolstering him up to be a billionaire. Now, he's completely, if he did his own thing and then shot back up, it's like, is he canceled? No, he's like right back up. Like anyone who uh, you could essentially just do it yourself and then no one could cancel you. 
you just lose the things mm -hmm. that were given you by like other networks. Louis is also a good example. Yeah, he lost his show on FX, but they they still gave it to him. You know what I mean? So other things weren't bolstering him. But then he just said, okay, now my website is like what I'm using as my own network. And then now he's back. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, even if you get like your Instagram account or whatever taken away, bro, my TikTok has, I've been banned like eight times on TikTok. <laughs> like literally if you sign in on TikTok, it says um, sign in through Facebook, sign in through Twitter, sign in through Gmail and sign in through Google. I've been banned from all of those. And now I make fake Gmails to do it all over again. You could, so you're, you're never really going to be banned. You know what I'm saying? You just keep making fake accounts and then and uploading as, content. Yeah, as long as the video has your name on it in some way. Yeah. Like it now, like uh, I, first it was Kyle Lucy comedy. And then I said, Kyle Lucy comedy. So C-U-M-E-D-Y. So it's like, whatever. And then I just change it. And then I'm back. So well, it's like- anybody tell you you're not a brilliant writer. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean- uh, Like, how did you get to like almost 40K followers? Was it gradual or did you have like a couple hits that just like spiked you up? Like, it's weird. I'm right now experiencing something where- So, okay. So like maybe like eight years ago, this is going to be very cringe. So I, I did a bunch of like acting work or whatever, where I was like on set and stuff like that. And so like people from like Brazil would follow me, but like, oh, he's famous. <laughs> and then I posted like uh, shirtless selfies up the ass with like 30 fucking hashtags of pop. And then it just like things just, so I started getting like 700 likes. Then when stuff like reels were introduced, I was like, oh, now's a good time to like post my comedy. So I actually had like close to, uh, I, I have 36,000. And then I was close to 50,000. So, so then I started posting clips of my comedy and my comedy is more like dirty or whatever, or X-rated. When I started posting clips of my comedy, I lost 20,000 followers. Oh my God. So then like nothing happened. And so now I've been consistent again. And, you know, I've had a couple videos get like a, a couple hundred thousand views or whatever, but that took, you know, like I post 10 times a day now. So it's so important to like have content. Yeah, because if like you that. don't, it's just you see the followers just they just dripple down. You know, if you don't post anything, that's it. You go, you sort of have to like keep blowing up to, or else it's just yeah, exactly how you said it just goes down. And I don't get anything from having a following or whatever. But like, if you get something like a hundred thousand followers, then you could like start selling tickets mm -hmm. as a comedian. You could start doing your own thing so it's it's very important to do that so when you put something like that in jeopardy i don't think you know i i don't think the people who are doing that understand like the domino effect it has on artists but you know this country doesn't give a fuck about its artists that's true you know what i'm saying like they you look at like spotify weekend is number one right now on spotify you know what i'm saying a canadian artist justin bieber is number six I saw like, I was literally on the you way really here. You really know these rankings. Like. No, like I like to always keep up to date which Canadians are like, and, and Drake is like nine or something like that. Like Canadians are dominating the music industry, but it's like, okay, do we get any grant? Like I, I was even applying for grants and stuff like that to do like a one man show. Comedy is not recognized as an art. So we get no grant funding, but storytelling is an art. 
What the like? You're gonna need to do your own slam poetry then. Who goes to a storytelling show ever? But people go to comedy clubs. But what? What are you gonna? Let's go to a storytelling show and drink red wine. And there's four people in the audience and a fucking cat as a barista. <laughs> the berets are probably <laughs> very prevalent. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of whack, but that it is what it is. It's I don't know. I don't even know. Switching gears a bit back to the streeters we did. I really enjoyed. I don't know if you've experienced this before. I know you've been doing some sort of that content recently, but I'm not sure you've ever had the pleasure of enjoying the guy who might be drunk or on drugs, never stopping talking to you. Because yeah. the one guy you'll pro you probably <laughs> saw in the video, um, I thought he was going to hug you or attack you, whichever he, one. He looked like he he had like he was grinding his teeth like he he just fucking dumped a bunch of fentanyl <laughs> in his frosted flakes. He he was on something, but I like. He had the right answers, though. He was like, you know, this is a global shutdown. It's something else. He really wanted to get you to say something for some reason. I and wanted he came to, to yeah. us. He's, yeah, I know. He said, not much sound coming from that microphone. And I was like, usually microphones are not emitting sound. They're receiving. He's like, oh, it's a conversation starter. It's like, so you really saw a person with a microphone. You wanted to really talk to them. And then you wanted to put the onus on us to say things. It was very strange. And I wasn't sure if you'd experienced such a lengthy interview with a possibly homeless man. I couldn't tell what was in his yeah. bags. He was wearing, yeah, I know. He was wearing like brand name clothing, but it, he it, also those brand name clothing were, were covered in urine. So there's also that to account for. Um, I wanted to just like, I like getting guys like that and just like giving them like $30. They could bite the head off of a pigeon or something. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like just, that'd be hilarious. But yeah, he was certainly... Yeah, he was certainly on something. I have a feeling that he um, he is no longer in contact with his children. <laughs> just but you ever just look at a person and you just see all the tartar in their teeth, and you're like, <laughs> you your stepdaughter doesn't talk to you anymore, does she? You have a lot of tartar in you. like honestly, so much tartar in the teeth where you could like chisel it away and like make a statue of David in the molars. For Christ's sakes, like honestly, it's just like he had so much tartar. It was like. He had block teeth. Like he had, it looked like someone, the animators from Dragon Ball Z drew his teeth because <laughs> they were just blocks. Poor guy. Um, we realized today that we're from the same place, basically. And I remember growing up, there was like one homeless guy around. Yeah. In Oshawa. You'd throw people. rocks at him. Nobody, <laughs> I didn't he, say, he wouldn't bug you. <laughs> the, the bearded guy in Oshawa. Yeah. But um, do you think Toronto has a homeless problem? You were telling me a theory you had recently. Yeah. We Well, first of all, First of all, <laughs> really, I don't call them homeless. I call them stinky winkies. <laughs> and I want to go on the record to say that. Second of all, I have the right to say this. I used to respect homeless people, but then when there was COVID lockdowns, they took over the TTCs like pirates and they yelled <laughs> on the intercom, I am the captain now. You see, so you look at all the assaults that were happening, uh, you know, during uh, COVID, there was like that lady was lit on fire. There were multiple right. stabbings. People were being pushed in front of subways, uh, oncoming Cars, subways yeah. and stuff like that. So it's just like all these are like homeless people that were like snapping and being violent. And it was like the perfect crime syndicate because oh, you're like, I'm going to call the cops and you're on the subway and there's no service. So and it's, you know, they're. They were just living down there. I would turn the corner on the TDC and the people just like taking a shit like, fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is my place. And so it's just like, you know, how do we respond to that? So I was like, how do I deal with this? How does the city deal with this? So I, uh, 
I had an idea, and I don't. It's a little unorthodox, but we should grab all the homeless people and put them in the green bin. You put them in How the green bin. The green bins where you're from. You got to get human sized green bins, or you could just cram them down by just you, you know we do it with our garbage. You shove it down <laughs> with your foot. And what's great is that you could dump a home homeless person in like a compost yard and they're so lazy that they're not going to get up and leave. They will just decompose into the soil. And you got to look anyone who says, Kyle, that's inhumane. It's like, you got to ask them, like, do you not care <laughs> about the environment? Like, what about the environment? Right. And also it's mm. like, I don't know. I, I feel like it'd be really good for the economy if we were to cannibalize the homeless people into the earth. Are you familiar with the movie called Soylent Green? It's almost no. the theory. Uh, turn people into food. Basically. The, I'm listening. The, it's the plot of a late 60s Charlton Heston movie that they showed us in high school. Not sure why they showed that to us in high school. Damn. Maybe the teacher was ahead of the curve. Uh, or is it curve? Um, but I don't remember her name. It was in media class. We watched a few weird movies. I remember being very surprised. We watched... Um, Fahrenheit 911 mm. and then the teacher's like that's propaganda don't even listen to it what's propaganda <laughs> is so I went to Texas and then I flew back into Canada this was like I don't know maybe a year or so ago and literally when you go into Texas everything's open and everything was awesome and then you fly into Canada right when you get out of the airport there's just like billboards that are 30 feet tall like I wear a mask to protect from my grandma and it's just like, that's like propaganda. Like all this stuff, when you see all the myocarditis cases coming out and when you, you can't even log into a Wi-Fi channel on the subway, which is like, let's get the children vaccinated. <laughs> is that the name of the Wi-Fi? Literally, it comes up. Like, so if you log really? into Wi-Fi in, on the TTC, the first ad that comes up is like this cool design that comes up. It's like, vaccinate the children. Well, that's And then edgy. you just see all this, like, these heart attacks that are coming out. Like everybody knows... And I, I actually got two vaccine doses. So I, you know, I got it because I was sort of like, holy shit, like, I don't know what's going to happen. But then when they're like, you know, I still got COVID for, after I got Very two good. vaccine doses. And I'm like, okay, what the hell? <laughs> and then you just see all the heart issues that it could cause. And there's no, they were saying that that's not going to happen. And then it was happening. It's just like, okay, well, this is complete bullshit. And it's crazy that like getting, I don't know what it is. This is a rant, but like there is a force on earth that is obsessed with injecting children with shit. And it, I don't know what it is, but they're like vaccinate the children. And I, I don't know what it is. Is that big pharma? I, yeah. I, I was thinking yesterday or the day before it's all blur at this point. When you are doing nothing but diet Pepsi and Taco Bell, everything's a blur. Um, <laughs> but I'm watching TV and it's single dads across the country just related to that. I don't even have kids. So there's a problem, <laughs> I guess it's all that Madden, um, the commercial for shoppers, drug markets, get your flu shot. And I know for a fact, there's people out there who, cause I've spoken to them. Oh, I'll be getting my flu shot. Why not? It's free. The gov, you are literally being sold a product. As if it's just the government saying, we love you so much that we're going to make these available to you for free. Forget that we're using your tax dollars to then pay pharmaceutical companies who then say which company wants to carry our vaccine. We'll give you money for that, too. And then it settles on Shoppers Drug Mart, who is I won't I'll use the word colloquially in bed with because 
Obviously, Doug Ford really likes the shoppers, drug mart people. Is he involved in them in a corrupt way? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But then there are the people who end up carrying it. And it's like, no, we're doing it just because we love you. It has nothing to do with selling the vaccine, buying it from these companies, and getting you in the store to buy get you to buy more things. Any person who does sales will tell you that having the person in the store will get them to buy things. Right. If you watch a lot of Bar Rescue, and I do, <laughs> he says if the longer you're there, the more drinks you buy. If you eat food, you're 12 times more likely to buy or buy more drinks or something like that. Right. So they're getting you in the door. It is a marketing ploy. And to think that this is all out of the love of the game, as they say, probably in a baseball movie, then you're lying to yourself because it's not free. It's all a certain... Why do you think they want social services that aren't just, you know, free healthcare. It's fine if you want free healthcare. You don't want anybody to not be able to afford, like, getting their arm fixed when it's broken or something. But there's all these other programs. Jagmeet Singh, so happy about free uh, free dental health. This isn't actually free. It's You're just right. uh, every time the government buys something, there's somebody on their other side who's like, sweet, the government's going to give me a contract and I can really overcharge them. Because there's not going to be this debate on whether or not we can save money uh, from the people in charge. They're going to say, yep, we passed it. Everybody loves it. Who who can do this for us? How much is it going to cost? Okay, great. That's the uh, that's the price it costs. There's always a business angle to all of this. And you saw it during lockdowns. Walmart gets to stay open. LCBO gets to stay open. Beer store gets to stay open. But not any other small place. You can't go to your local deli. Shout out. I won't even say them. I don't want to get them canceled. Polish deli in Oshawa. Maybe there's only one. I don't know. Right. But those places weren't allowed to stay open. It's because they wanted to drive business to the preferred places. So that's all it is. Go get your vaccine. Go get your flu shot. You're going to have to go to Shoppers Drug Mart to get it, though. We're not just going to hand it to you. We're not just going to set up this thing on the side of the street or anything like that, which they did in... The U.S., whether you agree with it or not, most of them were empty because people didn't actually go. But it is a thing where people will make money off of it. And I don't know if people are willing to accept that. It's like the last bastion of, you know, trust in an industry is mostly gone because of the whole COVID lockdown things. You used to think, well, doctors, they want to take care of you and all this. But then there was doctors that didn't want people to get certain therapeutics for it, whether it's the antibodies or the Ivervet ivermectin or whatever somebody wanted there's doctors said no you're crazy you can't have that and i don't know what you know what institution has to go next in order for people to realize that there isn't this like person who's standing over justin trudeau and saying you know justin that's a little mean we love everybody we should be doing it a different way and then you know I was going to say something <laughs> that they do to each other, but I won't say that. I'm supposed to be the straight man in this. In this. <laughs> I'll leave the jokes to you, you know? But I don't know what else has to happen. We get to this point. Like, we can go with the Ukraine route if you want. Do you really think they're just giving them all this money because they love the Ukrainian people, want to protect them? Is that what Justin Trudeau and Joe Biden are doing? Or is there some other reason? Whatever it may be. Do you really think the reason is love? Why they're giving money to Ukraine? Yeah. Do you think it's really because they love the people? Or why aren't they giving it to, like, Sudan? Or why aren't they giving it to this poor South American country? Why aren't they just saying, here's $50 billion? Because if we can afford it, then why aren't we doing that all over the world? I don't know why they're giving Ukraine money. I thought you might know. No, no, no. But, I mean, like, I also, like, I think it's weird that, 
you know, I think they were like letting Ukrainians uh, come in without like being vaccinated. Exactly. It, yep. What was that? And then Canadian citizens, if they weren't vaccinated, were still at a certain point not allowed to fly. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that is just like it's absolutely ridiculous. And you know, you know, w- when you're, I'm like right now looking to like leave Canada and stuff like that. And you've <laughs> got to like, you know, pay up and do a lot to get into another country. But it seems like we're like, we treat our citizens like second class almost. And I don't know, people like don't know how to just zoom out and be like, yo, I could actually like change this Mm -hmm. in a way. But a lot of people are complacent in that. And I think that's what just makes things stuck in this way, you know? Lincoln, you've gone around to the Netherlands now, England, Argentina in the last year and a half. Is it does it feel as hopeless in the other places or do you think that's uniquely Canadian? You uh, it's hard to say because when I went to Netherlands, it was it was open. Um, (laughs) Argentina, it was wide open. Uh, When I went to England, it was nice because everything was locked down here, but they were starting to open it. But the only thing that's different that I've noticed is that Canadians like to like they like to tell other people what to do and they feel like they're like playing the hero you know by like telling someone to put their mask on or whatever the case may be but like in England you know when COVID was still like rampant quote-unquote you know nobody I would not wear the mask on the train other people wouldn't wear their masks on the train and nobody would say anything you know it didn't matter people just did their own thing but in Canada you know you go into a grocery store when masks were when you had to wear a mask and you'd have like five six different people telling you to put the mask on you know and they don't even work at the store just like customers <laughs> right. so that that's the main difference that i noticed i feel like canadians are obsessed with just oh i don't want to be a dick yeah and it's like that just like guides their behavior to the point where they're like they don't actually do what they want to do. It's gotten to the point where they don't want to be dicks so badly that they're willing to just accept having fewer rights. Yeah. yeah. The problem yeah. is that the government, like it's the, the, it's the ultimate manipulation because they basically made it seem like if you don't follow the rules that we have in place, you're literally killing people. You know, yeah. and Canadians, as they're stereotypically nice as they are, you know, they're like, the last thing I want to do is kill somebody. So I'm going to follow all these rules. I'm going to tell other people to follow the rules because that's being a Canadian. Kyle, Lucy, anything else you want to talk about before we let you go? Um, I got an album coming out, but it's probably not going to be out till oh, you play bass. next year. Do I play bass? No, no. I. <laughs> I a comedy I album. An instrument. Yeah, just a comedy album. Um, I recorded it. I headlined Toronto Yuck Yucks nice. uh, a couple months ago, and I recorded the album with Cottage Comedy Digital. So. Um, should be out in a few months. I still don't have the name, but if you follow me on Instagram, I think all my socials is just Kyle Lucy Comedy, like K Y L E L U C E Y Comedy, and um, all of my all the album stuff is going to be there in a month or so, a couple months. Very cool. Can't wait to listen. Thank you very much, good sir. Thanks for having it's me. It's been a pleasure. Send aside where they get to the stalling house side where they get to the walking. No side for the people that's off in rustling. My boy, you know that I'm talking. Ay, rustling, my boy, you know that I'm talking. Ay, look, rustling, my boy, you know that I'm sending side. I don't trust a single soul inside. Need to euthanize, sit on their ass while they loot the guys. With their suits and ties, we rip them off with the strength of gods. If I see Nancy Pelosi or Kevin McCarthy, we fighting like Budokai. Yeah.